hood that I raised my children in, everybody was a mother in that neighborhood. If you see my kids doing so, how do we know we're in the kitchen cooking what our children are doing out there in that, on the street? We'd get on each other's children. That generation I'm proud of. But Lord, I have five generations. But these genera this generation, I can't see everything. And no telling what they be doing, you know. And then we mothers, because we were done like that. Oh, my child wouldn't do nothing like that. The worst children in, in the United States is our children, you know. They'll do a little anything. They have a privilege of doing it now. So I really don't believe in take, taking up to for them in the presence of the children. Some mothers will say, my children didn't do so and so. We don't know what they did. A lot of little things I did. Like uh, I used to, when, when I was with my daddy, when my mother and daddy separated, I had to wash, and I was a mother. <laughs> and I had to play. He said, Clara, you ironed today. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir, Papa. I take them dirty clothes. I knew I, I can really fold clothes. <laughs> fold them on the bottom, and I lay the iron ones on top. <laughs> and that was the meanest man in the world because if he had known that, I'd have been a dead girl. <laughs> Claire, I was going to ask you a question. You, you went out and worked in people's homes. Mm, yes. Did you act differently there? Not any. I never had to because they treated me just like I was, um, you know, like I treated them. They never did bother me. I have some real good people that I, and they still send me candy and money. I got one girl that my husband worked for her mother. That lady, my husband been dead nine years and he had retired from her a few years before then. That lady sent him money. She sent us a hundred dollars every Christmas. She still does it with me. Did you ever think about uh, not having children? No, I couldn't. <laughs> it comes so fast, I didn't know. <laughs> well, I mean, like maybe you didn't want to bring them into this world. No, at the time, when I was raising my children, uh, my, old, my twins, I got a set of twins, mm -hmm. they were 62 years old uh, uh, Saturday. Mm -hmm. But when I was having children, it wasn't so bad. It wasn't too bad at that time. It's just beginning to get worse and worse. When you say it wasn't too bad. I mean, the children weren't as like they are today. Mm -hmm. When these kids came up, they came up pretty good. But now, if she was to have any, I don't want to be around here. This, this generation is coming up now. Because the parents, they've been mistreated so, so bad. We, we were their generation, just like their mother. She was tough on those kids. Salima's mother. Yes, ma'am. She, she whipped them and, and, and taught them. I, I was thinking when we came up, of course our culture might be different than yours. But your what? Our culture, culture might be different than yours. But when we came up, we, had to, we let our children all eat at the same time. Mm -hmm. I was telling the kids that the other day, we'd go out in the street, come here, John, come on and eat. Did y'all mama call y'all? Uh -huh. Off the ground, y'all knew how to get there. Yeah, knew what time we better be home. <laughs> better be home to eat. But now I never hear mother. The only thing that's I'm proud of this my gener of th this generation now. You don't see any dirty kids. 
these blocks, they, since they put these uh, automatic things in, <laughs> these kids are clean. That's the only thing I see now that's good about our race right now. They will clean them kids up if they're hungry. Have you noticed that? Uh -huh. You don't see any dirty kids on the street. They used to, well, we had to do this, you know, and that, scrub the, scrub, wash Mm-hmm. And now they made things so easy for them mm -hmm. until the children just gone crazy. I see even men go, wash, go there and wash the clothes now. They don't have to do what we had to do. We didn't have too much time. Mm -hmm. They didn't have too much time. They had, to, they had work to do. Our children don't have anything to do. I mean, theirs, their theirs, children, their children. Did you have to? Did you tell your kids to be afraid of whites? Or? Never. Did you tell like the woman who slapped you? Did, I mean, did I was you grown ever say? then. I was grown then. I told about being slapped. Mm -hmm. But I, by me being raised in a, 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 a you know, predominated race like we are now, I didn't have to. And some whites have always lived in our neighborhood. And we are really together. It's a very few uh, uh, places there that in in the, in Detroit, like Ypsilanti and different places, that we aren't mixed. Only those that uh, maybe have more money than we do, they might move out in the suburbs, things like that. But they still mixed. Mm -hmm. They we we are really close together there. You know, we can't hardly tell whether we black or white. Mm -hmm. So okay. that doesn't sound like St. Louis. No, not by a long shot. <laughs> it doesn't. Now, when I went to Chicago a few years, it's been so over 30 years ago, they had a place there in, on 61st Street. You couldn't go past 61st. When you get to 61st Street, you had to turn right around and come on back down. Well, they still have. You they know, do. As, as progressive as Chicago supposedly is supposed to be, uh, they still have. There's a park there now. That you can't go to? That you can't go to. Well, you can go to any in Detroit. I mean, you can go to yeah, well, <laughs> but, You can go to it. But, but you're going to be run out of there. Uh, that's what I mean. No. And, uh, you but know, they, police will be slow to respond and everything else. Mm -hmm. There's still some areas in in um, in Chicago that blacks, they just said, no, because it's too much of a hassle. Mm -hmm. How does that compare with St. Louis? Um. I don't think there are too many places where you would be run out of here. I don't know of any. There are places that, that you're just uncomfortable here. So and you don't go. Yeah. yeah. Are I, you afraid physically for yourself? Yes. I oh, mean, yes. When I, when I go south, yes. What are you afraid that they will do? I, you know, it's amazing that, that a lot of white people, and when I, when I used to work, I used to have a hard time explaining it to them, that we have the same fears that they have when they come north. The fears are, it's no difference, mm -hmm. you know. And when, when I start um, going south, the further south I go, the more afraid I become because I know I'm being watched. What is she doing over here? What are they doing over here? And I'm afraid if my car stopped, what might happen? I'm afraid what might happen when the police come because they have a different mentality, the police over there. And everything, everything else is different. Everything is different. And I live with that same fear. I am afraid of South St. Louis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's always. 
But in Chicago, they I think they've stretched it a little bit because whatever they've been on a hundred. Yeah, but they, they still got they got some areas right uh -huh. there in the city. Yeah, up far, uh, and they showed them to me when I was there two years ago. You know, and because uh, we had to pass it going from my sister-in-law's house to the hotel, and they said, "Don't let nothing happen to your car when you pass that park." <laughs> no, yeah, mm -hmm. and they said it's not safe to be over there. And especially at night. So this is really um, what you've heard from other people. I mean, not that it isn't true, but it's not. I mean, when you go over there and you're riding in your car, do you actually see people looking at you and? Uh -huh. Oh yeah, Southside. Oh yeah, yeah. Can you feel that uh -huh. way too? Uh -huh. Well, you know, do you just feel physical fear too. Uh -huh. That's uh, Chicago, worse than Detroit. Because it's not a park there. Because, you know, I feel the real physical fear. I know I'm outnumbered. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I know if anybody come and bother me, I, I won't stand a chance if anybody come out to go more than likely help them. What about when you go to dinner or you go to a movie or if you go down on the waterfront or wherever you might go with your husband uh, or you can here in St. Louis, do you feel... Like you're taking a chance? Do you feel comfortable? Definitely on the riverfront. Yeah. And especially since my husband is white. The Queens Landing, um, the VP Fair, all of that has a lot of racial. Well, we don't have it in you Detroit. You yell that when you're just driving through there. Oh, it's, you mean there's there's concern? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's been a lot of. There's a know, lot of racial brawls still on the yeah. downtown riverfront. Mm -hmm. Did you go this past no, 4th of July? No. I wasn't, well, I don't like it anymore because it's so crowded, mm -hmm. but if, even if that had not been the case, I would not have gone with my husband. But then there are a lot of just blacks attacked. It's really, it's really surprising because you get, you get a lot of whites, not from St. Louis, they come from all the surrounding areas. And uh, I've had friends that go to the fair through the years and have people called niggas and throw soda on them. And, we don't have any uh, of that there, though. Um, things like that have happened down there on the riverfront. Mm -hmm. And then at night, um, well, you know, I don't, I don't like being, I don't like being outnumbered when alcohol is around either with white people. That's no, they, yeah. they, 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 yeah, they. with with the landing. When they drink, you know, their tongues get just as loose as anybody else's. And I'm sure, you know, you would feel uncomfortable around a bunch of blacks who's drinking because what might be said or whatever. You know, I can remember one year I went to Kentucky Derby. My mother was supposed to go. And she pulled out the last minute and I couldn't go with my two sister-in-laws because I had a job interview. So I had Al's Tours, I think it's called, or something like that. So I had to go on a bus with all white. Everybody on there was white. <laughs> and they had these big chests, these chests with beer and everything. And all I could do was, Lord, who do I hit first? You know, and they started telling jokes and they started laughing. And you know, they would say, you hear that joke? I said, no. And so finally one came over and, and said something. I said, no, I don't, I don't want to be part of your jokes. Because after you get through with the uh, Italian joke and the Jewish joke and the Polish joke, you're going to tell the nigger joke. Mm 
<laughs> and then we're going to have some serious problems on this bus. I can't whoop all of you. But I'm going to get hold of me somebody in here who's going to be just as scarred as me when it's over with. And I was tense the whole These were time. things you were thinking. Yeah, and I said it to him. Said, mm -hmm. I said it to him, you know. And uh, so I, I did have a couple that come over and, and it was really nice to me. And when we stopped off to a rest stop and to get a snack, you know, they invited me over. But I was afraid the whole time because beer was passing around and liquor bottles. Well, how did they respond to you? They just laughed me off and they went on and, and they left me alone. But you know, I was still tense mm -hmm. that whole time. You know, the whole time I was on there, I couldn't get a seat up close to the front by the driver. He probably wouldn't have helped, I but I would have felt better <laughs> than close to the driver, you know, a so-called neutral party. But I, that was, that was, that was really a bad time. I was just in knots the whole time I was afraid to nod off. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't know what would happen, you know, after, after drinking alcohol and, and maybe one of the best might say something about me sitting over there. I was, I was so glad when I got there and met over my sister-in-laws and they rolled back with me. See, it's interesting. Here, Clara came from a, a real riot, a real trauma, and mm -hmm. seems more at ease well, where I had, you're living. I am. It, it's then, nice. I can go anywhere yeah, there. Then, anywhere we can well, go. Well, Clara has always been like that. It's when I, I was a little girl. You know, I can, I can always remember that, going to Detroit with them and uh, them feeling very different um, and coming back thinking that, that Detroit was different. I don't know if it really was, you know, we seeing something for four or five days yeah. is a lot different from actually mm -hmm. living there because I used to always think that Chicago was a lot better mm -mm. until I got older <laughs> yeah. and found out, you yeah. know. Chicago's uh, terrible. So. You know, she's she's always been like that. Mm -hmm. It might be her personality. Yes. Yeah, and, I like uh, everybody. Whatever. I don't know. So are always, we being too hard on St. Louis? No. Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. I don't. It's too many feel just like I do. Mm -hmm. But I tell you one thing, I don't think St. Louis came in on that uh, uh, ride over that when we had it in in nineteen and seventeen. I'm sure they did. No, they didn't. They St. didn't Louis. bother. But St. Louis always been tough. They been what? Tough, I say tough. tough. Yeah, they, they've only been they tough tended to themselves. In, in certain areas. Uh -huh. um, so, no, so, excuse me. What, what you're saying is, I mean, St. Louis didn't come to help. No, they didn't. They didn't get into any of it. I don't think they did. I didn't mm -hmm. hear nobody say it. I never heard. In the fight, did. like they came, because St. Louis had it turned out as small as that place is there. Wouldn't have been no place there. But you know what I found interesting, Claire? I didn't know East St. Louis was always predominantly black. It wasn't always. That's why I said they came in from different places. No, no. I mean, it, it was mostly blacks over yeah, there. that's right. Even then. Yeah, even then. Oh, I didn't know that. It didn't look as large as it does now. Mm -hmm. It may not have had as much, you know, but... I was yeah. trying... I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. What were you saying? I was trying to, uh, after uh, interviewing the other woman on the race ride, the first lady... Mm -hmm. What did she have to say? Uh, similar, to similar to you, they lived next door to a, a white family. There wasn't that many whites there. Right. I didn't see too many white kids uh, like, you know. But they, they took them in. Oh yeah, they helped them us. for Those were, amount of time. I don't know, but this was a German lady. Mm -hmm. 
you know, it doesn't make any difference what, uh, you know, nationality, but she was very, we didn't hardly know the lady. And you know, ever since that, everywhere I have moved, even in Detroit, I moved, where I moved, I had White live next door to me. And that lady's daughter, she had something in her about Negroes. But that lady told me, she said, now, <laughs> pay her any attention. And when that lady, she soon moved the, 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 the mother of this lady, the mm -hmm. girl. She told me a girl was senile. But when that lady moved, she gave me the most beautiful little picture. Mm -hmm. She said, I want you to have this. And they had a little boy, and the little boy played with our little colored kids, you know. Mm -hmm. But the, the daughter was the one that had it in her, mm -hmm. not the mother. And they, they moved in the same neighborhood. <laughs> this was what really got me. We had one, I don't know where this white lady came from. But she was living in the same block as we were. And I, you know, I speak to everybody. I don't care what you are. I'm going to say, good morning. Hi, you. And like that. <laughs> I spoke to that lady. She, <laughs> she said, I says, uh, hello. She said, nigga, 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 nigga. <laughs> She's getting on the bus. I was going to be. But do you know? When that, that was in Detroit? Or yes, right down the street from me. I don't know where she came from, but I do know she said, nigga, nigga, nigga. And when she said that, mm -hmm. I just walked on away. I didn't bother with her. I didn't try to say anything back to her. What she was or anything couldn't make me no different. But that lady, guess who waited on her when she was sick? A nigga, nigga, nigga. <laughs> Nobody wouldn't work for her but this colored woman. That's all she had to work for. Nobody had nothing to do with her like that. So she soon passed. And died in the same, the white lady, she soon died in the same neighborhood with us. After, yeah. after interviewing that first woman, it began, I began to wonder what effect the race riot in 1917 had on the black community here. And I was trying to find out that because there really have been no large race riots in St. In Louis, St. Louis, never uh, had. If that had had any effect, did people think, I don't think I'll do that because it didn't seem to pay off so well yeah. in, in East St. Louis. But when I ask people, they really don't connect that. They didn't learn about it in school. They didn't, wasn't talked about at home particularly. So not that I've interviewed a wide amount mm -hmm. of people yet, but I am putting that into it. And did you know about it? The riots over there? Yes. Yeah. How did you know about it? Um, my mother, because it, it was always related to them, mm -hmm. and how, how they got mm -hmm. out of East St. Louis was because of the riots. Mm -hmm. So it yeah. was because you knew someone. Mm -hmm. I would have been there. I, I suppose we would have, because my uncle died over there. But I guess, too, it probably... And I got a cousin that's over there, but now they don't want to go over there. Nobody wants to go across the bridge to East St. Louis. Of course, I wouldn't want to either, so torn up over there now. But I would bet probably for a lot of blacks in St. Louis, it wasn't anything new. People that left the South, there were lynchings all the time. You know, if, if you drove out of town, you might not appear. So I, I, I don't know if it seemed like it was anything. I mean, it was awful, but they were killing white They didn't people. come over there. Something they didn't need to come over there to help. You were used to people yeah. killing white people. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Nobody has, has been able to really figure that out, not just that right. I wonder what they want. Politicians here in St. Louis for 20 or 30 years has been trying to get St. Louisans to riot. 
to the get black, more money. The black politicians? Black and white politicians. You know, during the ride to the late 60s and 70s, mm -hmm. oh, it's going to be a hot summer in St. Louis. And nothing has ever happened. And never what? have. Mm -mm. To get more money? Yeah. You know, you, you always, you get more police. You, you set up more programs. Mm -hmm. Somebody becomes a riot expert. Somebody, you know, mm -hmm. you, you always get. You create. Yeah. All these, all these jobs mm -hmm. are created as a result of it. Uh, you need more money in housing. You need, you need this, you need that. Every year, you know, even, even with the Rodney King, <laughs> yeah. I believe he's here getting riot gear. Mm -hmm. And St. Louis, when St. Louis riot, it's going to catch everybody by surprise. We've gone through so many incidents. You know, the Fairground Park thing was, was the most that St. Louis has Never ever come anything. to a race ride, oh. the fairground part. Mm -hmm. And that didn't last that long, I understand. But uh, we've gone through all the others. I can remember, I, I worked in civil rights starting in 69. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there was, there was a hope. You know, it was, people expressed fear, but deep down it was, it was kind of a hope to, to try new gear, to, to to try what we learned in school, uh, you know, to be as good as the negotiators in, in Washington and New York and, and everything else. Everybody was just sitting back, <laughs> waiting, <on laughs> waiting for this great riot that no, never occurred. Martin Luther King, when he was assassinated, everybody else tore up things. Yeah. Nothing happened in St. Louis. And uh, I don't know the reason why, you know, in close quarters and everybody talk about it. Nobody knows the, no, the reason why. They don't. Uh, uh, where we get excited about a lot of things, we come, we become complacent, or <laughs> whatever when that comes about. That's always funny. A hot summer they call whenever that. something break out someplace else, and you just, and the police start getting together and going at special training. <laughs> yeah. So we don't, we don't. I don't know, but we've had how many? We've had two or three in Detroit. We've oh, had, but know, I think they want, yeah. Every, what, it's hot Halloween. Summer. It's, no, hot summer. Oh, honey, they, they tough and hot on Halloween. <laughs> you all tear up They tear up the people, but you know what? They are doing it themselves, I believe. Yeah. See, if they want to move or something like that, they got good insurance. All they got to do is set the house on the fire. And they can yeah. move. Yeah, that's, that's. But we had one, he was an Italian. And he lived in my neighborhood. I got a pretty, I live in a pretty nice neighborhood in a way. And uh, this Italian man put it in the newspaper. This way, he was crazy. <laughs> put it in the newspaper that this neighborhood is getting enough. Uh, I mean, tough. So we're gonna move. Three weeks later, he set the place on a fire. Mm. And I loved to go. It was an Italian place. I loved to go to Largo. We go there every Sunday for dinner. You know. I think that's where. Well, yeah, yeah, it was a nice place, and I wasn't too far. We didn't live, we just lived down the street from the place. Burn his place down, and they didn't give him nothing. Tell me, you've got these two older women in your family. Is there anything that you want to ask them that I might not think of? Nothing's coming to mind. We're just getting old, that's all. I told them the other day, it's just three of us now. And out of the three, I'm the oldest. This, this is live, you know, three we cousins, you know. Mm -hmm. Their mothers were mine. 
I told him I'm the mother now. That take me for the mother. <laughs> well, you look like you'd make a good one. <laughs> uh, another reason I think that Claire hasn't um, was able to mix. Um, nobody's ever been a stranger to Claire. Nobody has. I love people. Yeah. I do. I really love yeah, people. You don't put it any place and you look over and she can be in a room full of strangers and she's going to have a conversation going on. And she's going to have somebody laughing on all of her old stories and everything. <laughs> and I got some many of them too. I know it, we have a, a Polish people. Polish people are not too crazy about black people, you know. I go through that Polish. Good morning. Good morning. And they glad that they speak. They smile and speak. I speak to them. They're people. That's all I see is people. So I don't mind. Well, do you think we could ever become a colorblind society? Um, it's, it, it might, I doubt it though. But in some instances, the way you live. Now we had one in, in Detroit, but they want to almost beat the man up. He's selling his house, he said, but there's no niggers. Uh -huh. And the neighbors want to beat him up because <laughs> they say, we've never had any trouble out of them, you know. Uh -huh. And But he wanted to, and they made, made him take that sign down and they put, wanted to put him in for saying that, you know. But, but that's the way we did. But, he, he had to take his sign down. He's trying to sell his house. Mm -hmm. But he's trying to, some of them probably don't want, and it's those that, uh, I don't know, I really don't know, because we all, by us going to school together and all that, now here, I don't understand, we all had, do y'all go with them, do they go together now? Uh-huh. Yeah, well at that time they weren't, you know. We had to go to high school. Well, well, well they they school to, yeah, but I mean, they go to the same, they sit, everybody sits Oh, but you can always have room. that. They eat lunch, I mean, so. Well, they eat together and they sit together or something like that. That's the way we did. I, I, I don't. Only thing. I, I, think, I think that's going to always be the case. I think, I think that if I went to a, a, a big meeting area and it was all males but me and you, I think that I would lean towards you as another female. And I think that if I went someplace and the room was all white females except for one other black female, then I would lean toward that black female. And so I, I think in a way you can, you're going to have some who, who, will, who will mingle more so than others. But I think as a whole, because no matter what you say, you still got common problems. As women, women have common problems. Blacks have common problems. And uh, no matter how much money that, that you acquire and able to move into the, to the white society or whatever, there's still some things that only a black will understand. And a lot of times we want to forget that. We but want to sometimes. Forget that. But even with all that money, and we might be at the country club, the one time somebody slip up and say nigga and they hear, then they realize that they got a brother over here someplace mm -hmm. that they got a common interest with. And uh, I think that's going to always be the case. I mix and I mingle because we, we, my husband and I travel a lot and we almost, we have to, we have to because many times we're the only, we only might be the only blacks or something. But uh, still when I look over and I see somebody black, then I usually make a mad dash over 
and see how well, receptive have, they do are. Do you make a mad dash or do you have some eye contact or do you, because maybe they want to. Yeah, I, I, I usually, you well, know, I go to them. Contact. Yeah. If I don't get yeah. the eye contact back, I don't then, know. Then I, then I know that they They're really, yeah. they don't want to be called one of those who huddle. Mm -hmm. But I tell you, and yeah. did you see those apologies that Denny made in the paper? Oh, yeah. Who made Dennis. Dennis. And I go there all the time because the restaurant chain. Oh, the restaurant. Uh huh. We we all of us mix in those restaurants. Sometimes it's more of them. Sometimes it's more of us. But we do mix, and any any of them that's there. But anyway, this was. When you they, say mix, you sit at your table. They sit at their table. Well, well. But sometimes they they like those workers, people that work together. They always they sit together. They sit together, and those that aren't, if they got room. We don't, you know, say for this, I don't know you all, but if the table, you can sit with, you know, them, and they, they, we sit together like that. I, but this is the thing about Dennis. I love Dennis. I didn't want him to <laughs> treat him so bad. But anyway, I go there and eat breakfast all day long. I have to have breakfast before I can eat dinner. <laughs> Sometimes I go there at 3 o'clock, and I tell him I want two straight-up eggs. <laughs> And I tell what I want, but I never found any 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 kind of fault with Dennis. But they had something about them. But now they got it advertised over our television. I, I don't really know what you're saying. Dennis oh, restaurant. They, they yeah, had a lot of lawsuits brought against them mm -hmm. because of discrimination. Discrimination. Uh -huh. And and and, and um, all over the country. Or yeah, yeah, different all parts over. of the country. Denying and, people. Yeah, refusing, refusing. What oh, happened was uh, uh, secret, secret Service man for mm -hmm. uh, Clinton went to one, and uh, they refused to serve them. And, that, and so he was sitting things, together. They were sitting together. So that's when things really they, snowballed. Oh, uh, everybody in the, the, that's like suicide today. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's that's been that was in the paper a couple of weeks ago. Mm. They and they put it all in the paper, and now it's over television. Yeah, they're well, telling. They're yeah, they're apologizing to it. You know, right. um, we don't have no discrimination. Clara, going back to something you said a, a while back, when when you, your teacher, your white teacher was trying. See, to I love that teacher. Tell you to say yes. I just said yes. We come there. I was saying yes, him. She says, Clara, she told me. <laughs> she says, uh, you are, uh, you mustn't say that. Say, you know my name? I say, yes, yes, ma'am, Miss, Miss Lodge. She say, you don't say that. Say, you say, yes, Mrs. Lodge. That's when I'm pleased with Mrs. Lodge. And if I'm angry, I say, yes, Mrs. Lodge, or something like that. But did you ever question I have that? never have. Okay. I've been saying it ever since. That you couldn't say yes? I haven't said yes, ma'am, yes, I'm since. You haven't said yes, I'm since. Not so just you went home and you didn't say yes? I have you never said, said yes, said, mothers? Uh, yes, I, I do. But not no yes, 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 um, and yes, ma'am, no. I sent though I sent Norman down south. So Norman went down in Tennessee. And he was a little boy, about six or seven years old. Went down there with my mother. He goes down there and because we say yes and all like that. He gonna say yes to this white fella. This white come here, boy. <laughs> you don't ever say yes to me. You say yes, sir. My boy said, yes, son. <laughs> you know that man gave him a brand new suit? This this white man gave him a brand new suit of clothes because he taught him how to say, yes, sir. Because <laughs> they teach him.
You say that you're grateful to her. You I am. I like Mrs. Lodge. Okay, but what's wrong with Yesum? Oh, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> Where yes, doesn't um. it sound good? In the yes, white um. world, it sounded okay. In the black world, it did. But well, after she taught me that, I wanted to do better. I didn't know. I didn't well, why, like. Why is that? Kept, why is it better? Well, it didn't sound like the rest of them. The white people weren't saying yes, um. <laughs> they were saying yes. And that lady taught me. She was a beautiful teacher. I love that lady. <laughs> but Mrs. today, I don't say yes, um, to nobody today. today. Want to you wouldn't want to change. You would want to change. Yes, from, from, from yes, I'm to Only to get ahead, but not to survive my uncle. But to say yes, I'm? Mm -hmm. No, whatever, no not necessarily yes, I'm, um, but whatever the, the, the differences are in language. Yeah. I don't want to, to, to learn the differences so I can survive. But they didn't teach uh, 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 But you weren't taught that because uh, you were born here. Uh, 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 to just. Just know. But the slang is important here when I'm in black neighborhoods so that I'm not separate. Yeah, an alien. An, an alien. Well, you don't hear anyone saying that now. No. No, no, but still there's black slang. Oh, yes, yeah, a lot of it's, it. Yeah. My father never allowed us to say, yes, sir, and yes, ma'am. He said it. Yes, that's what, that's what they he were taught back there. And he, he said it on the job. Yeah. We and, said it. Uh, but he, he said away from the child too. He, it was just something he said, mm -hmm. but he never allowed us to say it. Because? And he said yes and no was sufficient. That's right. We say it, yes. And he was in the habit of saying it, but he wouldn't allow it. If we said yes, sir, he would stop us. Yeah, well, that, uh, we learned that. And, you know, that yes, sir, it's, it's, it's a difference in yes, sir, and yes. Yes, it is. And that's why they use it in the military. Yeah, you know, yes, sir. It's, it's to make you, of command. Yeah, it's but to I, make you feel lower, a less of a person. Mm -hmm. You know, or show that they agree to respect up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it's no, I, no. I don't say that to anyone now. But I was. I but my father here. will still say, "Yes, ma'am." I know, ma'am. You know, the all these things are so subtle, but they really have a lot of meaning and make a lot of feelings, yeah. good or bad. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, That makes me think about um, Kent's parents had us for dinner, what, what, 4th of July was last holiday, and my grandfather, they invited him and his girlfriend. We've been there before with my grandfather, but out of habit, whenever Kent and I go there, we go in the back because that's how his, his whole family, everybody uses the back, the back door's always open. Probably oh, shouldn't say that. <laughs> but that's how they function. Well, this time when we went, my husband pulled in front of the house, and it's a longer walk, and I said, well, what are you doing? And he said, oh, no, no, don't, don't. We have to go through the front. And he said, remember the last time? And the last time we'd been there with my grandfather, and we went to the back, my grandfather got out and said, what? What we gotta go through the back for? We can't go. I can't go through the front door or something in their house. But he had taken it personally mm -hmm. about going through the back door, and it was just something that isn't natural. Well, I the well, next time he went, he might have. Yeah, they had that years ago. That was our parents' time. Mm -hmm. But now I, the people I worked for thirty some years, I never went in no door with the front. 
I'd leave out the front and I'd come in the front. And sometimes they, they, they left me there and I'd, she'd say, Claire, lock the front door. I'd go on out, unless she was taking me with the car, you know, sometimes she'd take me to the stuff. But I stayed with them along, I was the grandparents. <laughs> Every one of them, she had two boys when I started working for her. And when I quit, she had, she had had three girls during that time. Every one of them had got graduated from college. So I'm their grandmother. <laughs> you talk about your anger, Mama, as far as race, and you know my anger. How, and, and yet you're always encouraging me, you're always saying that you want a grandchild. What would you tell that, how can you encourage me, or, or how could you want to have a grandchild knowing your anger and my, what, what would you tell that child to make that child's life better? Or is... I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, You're loving I guess it's something that, that you just have to, have to play by ear. And, and like Clara said, you, you love it. You love it. Um, Cutest little girl in there. But what do you do? I mean, you love them, yeah, but, so you love them and you say, I love you and that's enough for you to go out in the world and no, and no. you spit on or, or feel. No, you take them right with you. You just you just hope that things will be better. Uh, things were better for you than they were for it's, me, and they were better for me than they were for my dear. And we have to hope for. I mean, if we live without hope that things are going to be better, what's the point in living? You know, I have to. I have to deep down feel that tomorrow will be a better day. It, it or, or I I couldn't function. But what if it what if it if tomorrow turns out not to be a better day? Well, there's you, always another tomorrow. But but I mean, what if the future was just worse? Would you feel I, any I, in I any way responsible with that I, child? I'd have to, yeah, I'd I'd have to tell the child the same that I told you when you went out to Mary Institute that you're here to learn as much as you can from them, and you don't have to become one of them. What do you mean, a mixed race? No, not just a mixed race, but but a child, period. Bringing a child, a child. Into, into the world, I think you mean. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, uh, 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 Don, I guess Don King is a, who's a, a buffoon in a sense. But you know, he said, there's, there's no place in the world like America. I love America. Mm -hmm. I'm the only place where a man can be rich, you know. And he said, everything I learn, I learn from white people on how to be rich and how to be successful. And so that's the only thing that I could tell them is that um, things are going to be bad, but I, I think that's part of a perfect world. And I, most people differ with me. You know, I, I remember when I was working, this man asked me, Salima, Salima, I said, it means the perfect female. And he said, but you're not perfect. I said, but I am. So, you know, you all think that perfect means all good. And, and it's nobody not. all good. To be, to find yeah. perfection, you have to have the good and the bad. Unless you know the bad, you can't appreciate the good. You have to have the dark and the light. And I said, and you can't tell me I'm not a combination of everything out there. <laughs> I'm part evil and I'm part good. And he's... Henry was one of those who would always come to me with these questions, and then he'd have to 
ponder my answer all afternoon before he come back to me. He said, hmm, I'm going to have to think on that. <laughs> he said, I think I better have lunch while I'm thinking on <laughs> And uh, so that's, that's what I would have to tell him. You know, you, you have to learn that, uh, you have to learn how, how to judge each person individually, you know. We all come up, we all have sayings about, and, and we do it too, blacks. Oh, I don't want to do this, or, or black people do this. But it's, it's not. There's some black people who do this, and there's, there's some Italians who will do this, and, you know, and, and everything else. So to uh, make a better world, I can't make a better world. It's not going to be I better. Can't, I can't make a better world. One person can't make a better world. But I can just try to teach them to, to have a certain shield of armor to survive in the world that they're in. That's, that's all. But you know what? It, it really is, after a while, it won't be that way. Uh, it's it's going to always be, no, be that no. way. It's going to be half and half. If they keep killing up our black boys, they're gonna have to girls. If it's nothing but the haves and the half well, nots, it's gonna, gonna always be, be constant. It's a lot of them there in and, Detroit. And I think I think the stronger you think they're gonna be. That I think way? the only thing you could do is is to to try to teach somebody to be strong enough to survive in in, be, in a world of, of uh, different things. I, if I these wars the and things keep going, and you know, they're killing up each other like that. They're going to have, it's more black men killed than they are white. And after a while, it's not going to be anything but. No. It's going to be, they're going to have to mix, although, you no. know, we may not like it because a lot of things. We still got a lot of Africans over there. Yeah, I know. They're over there, too. They're going to yeah. stay over there. No, they're not going to stay over there. You're, you're yeah. trying to offer her hope. Yeah, she's trying to give me hope because I don't have I, no hope. No, yeah, yeah. I, I have to. I have to. And I feel like I always have to work on that with Kim, you know, um, because I could see Kim getting down a lot. And I work so hard and pulling Kim up that a lot of times I pull myself down even further. I have a, I, I have a ten, tendency to, to go into deep depression, but I try to keep Kim out of that. And I guess. I would have, if she had a kid, then I would have to keep her kid out of that. I don't want them to feel the same depression but you know, that I feel. But I also know that if, if I felt that things were not going to be better, um, if I felt that, and I have been so sick sometimes that just to roll over in bed was painful. Mm -hmm. And if I felt that the next day was not going to be better, I would kill myself. Oh, go wrong, girl. <laughs> I really would. I really, but I you really know would. There's no point. Well, that's your There's idea. no point in living without hope, you know. And, uh, you know, my, I, I go to a, a psychiatrist and a psychologist. And my psychiatrist, the first thing he always says, Hello, Salima. He's like the jolly green giant. <laughs> Have you had any thoughts of suicide? I said, No. <laughs> So I haven't thought about suicide since since I was married the first time. And I knew I couldn't kill myself then because I had Kim. That was the reason for me to live. And uh, he said, no thoughts. I said, Dr. Rutherford, I am going to win the lottery. I cannot kill myself. I am going to win the lottery. 
and I would lose my chance at the lottery if I killed myself, you know. And Kim laughs at me when I, but I really think that I'm going to win the lottery. So I, I keep getting up every day and I keep buying the lottery tickets. Well, that's <laughs> And that keeps lie. me going. <laughs> whatever, as, as, as Frank Sinatra said, whatever gets you through the night, Jack Daniels or. Wait a minute. Chore, oh, chore, my chore. She gonna kill herself. I remember. <laughs> Did you tell you about that? that she's to supposed to kill herself. No. no. She she's supposed Can to I kill herself. Know that they can offer you a perfect world. <laughs> she can. She's supposed to kill herself. She called up. You know that you can call and tell him how you feel. So she told him. He said, "Well, <laughs> wait till Monday." <laughs> she wanted to go in then. He said, "Wait till Monday. That was Friday." Tell me about my dear. Tell me what, what the term is. Uh, it's, I've heard it in a play. Okay. My dear, it's, 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 a, it's a lazy term for mother dear. <laughs> yes, it started out being mother dear. That's, that's, the, that's the way I figured it out. Uh -huh. We have a way of, of shortening our words. And it started out being mother dear. And it ended up being my dear or and we were saying, we end up a lot of times with ma. And there are a lot of blacks who use the term ma. 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 Uh -huh. I'm, I mean, you really got a short thing. Because <laughs> well, I did hear it in a play, and I thought, and I didn't realize it was a slang from a, a universal a kind of thing. But mother, it, it started as mother dear. Uh -huh. Not all of them mostly call it that, too, don't they? Some of them call it uh, yeah, we call my mother my dad. Mm -hmm. I like it. Mm -hmm. Well, does anybody have anything they want to say? No. Well, thank you very much. I really, Claire, I'm glad to meet you, just like the rest of the world is probably glad to meet you. <laughs> well, I, I guess I'm like the, what was the rabbit and the, uh, no, the grasshopper. You know, years ago they had that little song, but Oh, the world owes me a living, and, <laughs> and the winter time came, and his all his wings had fallen off and everything. So he goes around. Then had to go to the aunt's house and knock on the door. Y'all didn't ever see that thing. Mm -mm. Goes to the aunt's door, knock, and he was so down and he was so hungry. He said, "I owe the world a living." <laughs> So I guess that's me. I owe the world up. <laughs> but it was really funny. I, every time I think about the grasshopper. <laughs> well, I'm sure glad Kim called me and brought you over. <laughs> well, I enjoy being with you, though. At least I'm having fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, you added to it. Thank you so much. Okay.